1: To the Fantasy Sports Radio Network. Let it rain! Remember the class where I taught y'all how to make it rain?
2: Make it rain! Dollar, dollar bills, y'all. Oh, hallelujah!
3: Let's rejoice! The nightmare it is over. The NFL. It is back tonight. Football fans around the country, around the world, get ready to celebrate. Man, it's like Christmas morning in September. Yeah, it's a good time. Football is back. But let us not forget, plenty of ways to be able to profit in the sports investing landscape. Still got plenty of baseball going on, including... Uh, Big matchup here tonight. Nationals taking on the Braves for for that National League East supremacy. Uh, It's amazing to me. Nobody has talked about the Atlanta Braves. When you think about the Washington Nationals, guys, having won 20 out of their last 27 games, and yet they're still seven games back behind Atlanta. It's amazing to me. Nobody has thrown any love towards the Braves lesser teams would have absolutely crumbled and would have watched the nationals take over the east lead but the braves continue to do battle and that also is going to be one of the games uh, tonight we're going to keep an eye on as we get ready for green bay and the bears and welcome in our man uh the guy who is going to make you not only an awful lot of money in your fantasy leagues here this year, but he is going to uh, help me not finish last in our league. Uh, and that's right. We won't tell anybody. Dane Martinez here on make it rain. And Daniel are you itching, man? Do you have your teams all set up, man? You got your lineups ready to rock.
4: Yeah, absolutely, absolutely, Joe. Good morning, Joe. Good morning, Degenerates. Let's cock-a-doodle-do it. It is the regular season opener, Joe. I am excited like Tim Tebow at a press conference, okay? Yes. And here's (laughs) the thing, though, Joe. I'm spread so thin because everybody's like, oh, Speeds, how about we get you in your league? I'm in, like, seven different leagues this year, Joe. And that Mm -hmm. doesn't count, like, you know, the pick 'em pools, the survivor pools, the DFS lineups I got to put in. And, Joe, I'm going to be on air. Sundays from 10 a.m. till kickoff, right here on Sports Grid, and then, like, you know, the inactives get released at 11 30. I'm gonna be on air and scrambling to make adjustments on like seven different lineups, but that's why we do it here on Sports Grid to help you win your leagues and win that cash. I got some DFS liens for us as well today or tomorrow if we want to do that, Joe. But you're talking about like Braves and um Nationals. I almost forgot that there's Major League Baseball, and I can't because I am facing our guy Mike Blewett in fantasy baseball playoffs. It's an amazing time of the year. We got action on Army plus 22 against Michigan. No shortage of opportunities for the sports investor, and we're going to help you make it rain right here.
3: None. And uh, by the way, a lot of 12, uh, 1230 here games, early afternoon games, guys. So we'll, uh, we'll get our make it rain plays in for you, give you plenty of time to be able to profit today as you get ready. 820 the Peacock Network. Get ready for it. Here comes football, and we got uh, plenty of different angles on this game, ways to dissect it, ways to be able to profit on it. Uh, We'll go ahead, and uh, and we'll get you caught up on all uh, all of the latest from not only Green Bay Camp, but the Chicago Bears, and as we get ready for week one, but let us not forget, it's also week two. Like Dane said, college Football is uh, is going to be here tomorrow night, Friday night. We've got a couple of games uh, set up there. And then, of course, Saturday, full slate. FBS uh, games are coming at you with some big matchups already in week two. Check out, uh, you know, Clemson's got no walk in the park as they get ready to take on Texas A&M. You've got Ohio State with no walk in the park with Cincinnati. You mentioned Michigan and Army, who I don't know, man. I it, it's it, again, it's one thing to win the game outright, and this is so important to remember here as you guys embark on uh, some sports investing during the football season. I, I don't need to win the game. All I need to do is win the spread. I need to cover, either keep the, keep the amount of points under a number or keep them over that number that we need. But ultimately, I don't care. To me, it's not about Army winning the game. It's about Army, who's getting 23.5 points, Keeping it relatively close uh, against Michigan. And that's really the trick, which is why we say, guys, all the time, it's the number that matters. I don't care that it's Jim Hart. I don't care that it's Michigan. You oh, it doesn't make a damn bit of difference to Dane and I. The only thing that we care about is what our number is. And, again, we'll talk a lot about these betting rules moving forward now that guys are going to dive back into this or try it for the first time understand when we say go get the best number when we say go shopping we're not saying you know head over to uh head over to you know macy's and something and try and get the best no go get the number that makes sense dane and too many people i fear are going to be like well i got a sports book down or i'll just go and just i'll play all my bets there and uh yeah no i mean you got 75 books within a 12 mile radius in jersey right now where you guys are There's no reason to use the same book over and over and over and over again, Dane.
4: Yeah, absolutely. And we say this, and this is important for kind of new sports investors. The spread, the total, that's not what they think is going to happen. That's what they think will generate even money on both sides. So take that and what Joe is saying to shop around, I've made the point that especially in places like college football, that's such a regional game with such regional fandom. Just imagine there may be different books, uh, different spreads, or different totals. Obviously, you have to be there in order, but that's the beauty of the proxy service, Joe, Mm -hmm. Um, but absolutely, they are trying to get you, don't lose your shirt in week one, Joe, one of the things you also talked about was, you know, bankroll management, we have four Mm. months of this, people, but I do want to congratulate, I think you said before, Joe, people in the state of Indiana, huh? Mm -hmm. There's another yep. place you can bet. I think it's, what is it, 12, 13, 14, something like that in terms of the states. It's about 25% of the country now yep. with Oregon and Indiana, right, as the latest two.
3: Yep. Took the bets this week now. And by the way, they opened up 13 casinos in Indiana just for this. Uh, 13 different sports books now are taking bets this past week in Indiana. They are the 12th state. To have it legalized where bets are actually being placed right now on sports. Awesome. And of course, lucky for Indiana, shocking the timing here. Just in time for week one of the NFL right. season, they got 13. And Dane, it's going to be another four or five before the end of the year. And once this train keeps rolling, That's it right. ain't stopping, guys. The it ain't is stopping. Not going back in the tube, people. New, no. no, no, no. Not to mention, of course, the opportunities with DFS, with fan is so many different ways to invest your money and turn a profit. It's better than any $30 scratch-off ticket you throw against the wall there and see what sticks. So that's not what we do Although here I on Make It's as Christmas presents for family members. Right. We make it we we make it rain. We help you profit, that's what we're gonna do. Coming up here, get ready. Sportsgrid.com, get on the grid, people.
7: To get your complimentary bottle, text YOUTH to 321321. That's Y-O-U-T-H to 321321.
1: If you've heard of WeatherTech floor liners, you probably know that for your vehicle's floor, nothing protects better. But what about protection for the rest of your car or truck? I'm David McNeil, founder of WeatherTech. Besides our floor liners, we design, engineer, and manufacture a wide range of automotive accessories right here in America. And just like our floor liners... Learn more about our full line of automotive accessories at WeatherTech.com or call one 800 carmats WeatherTech.com. Proudly made in America.
5: Y'all have interviewed him, right? What does he usually give y'all? Yeah, exactly. It's the same. same. That's what he is and who he is. Um, Like I said, he's... Thought he was going to be here his entire life. And so it's just the next step for him. And we've um, said it all along. He's a rookie quarterback of the NFL starting week one. There's going to be some ups and downs. We're going to make some mistakes. And we'll work through those and continue to try and improve together
3: mm. cliff I really like that on Kyler Murray getting ready to open the season up for the Arizona Cardinals yeah cliff the thing you forgot there is of course uh, you too my friend are a rookie in the NFL as far as the coaching ranks go and yeah you guys are gonna figure it out together all right and uh yeah that's going it's not going to be uh pretty welcome in making rain Joe and Airy Dane Martinez as we get ready for kickoff tonight Packers bears we'll start of course with the uh, latest headlines in the nfl as we get ready here today and of course dane yesterday we learned of uh zeke elliott right here on make it rain we uh we learned about his new contract uh jerry went on the circuit yesterday of course uh you know going on cnbc and fox business and every place <laughs> else saying he's a hundred million dollars lighter but it's all you know giddy up people everyone's all happy now that uh that he is in camp and he got paid and everybody's better off except there is a giant risk and we know this there is a giant risk in giving a running back that kind of money guaranteed in an NFL that let's face it we watched the guy he supplanted there which would have been Todd Gurley right as the most uh the guy making the most uh, money at the running back position Yet, let us not forget, last year we pulled a fat-ass C.J. Anderson off of the scrap heap for a million dollars and watched him not miss a beat, uh, as if Todd Gurley wasn't even on the team. Some some of us even had the check late going on, like, what? where is Gurley? Is he is he even on the field? So it makes you wonder, um, in an NFL, you're going to tie up that much money in a running back who, I don't know, Dane, listen with him i think the cowboys they're a playoff contender but even with him they're not they're not a super bowl winner with with him there's you still don't have a quarterback in my eyes so congratulations you got your running back but I, it's an awful big risk i think that uh, that he made there jerry
4: oh yeah absolutely joe i mean i'll tell you right now in 2023 this will not look like a good decision it just won't <laughs> it, it won't you know, I mean, think about it like Devonte Freeman got a long term deal and people and now it doesn't look good. Todd Gurley's deal doesn't look good because of an arthritic knee. Think about how many running backs have been kind of comets, meteors, amazing for a few years. And then we don't hear it about them anymore. Larry Johnson of the Kansas City Chiefs comes to mind, you know, and he's got some other things going on these days. But listen, um, Jerry had to blink, in my opinion. Mm. And, and And it's interesting because both of the things I'm about to say are true. Running back is the most replaceable position in football. And Zeke Elliott is an elite best three running backs on planet Earth. You know, and Mm -hmm. that is the problem for the Dallas Cowboys because everybody's right. The running back position should be devalued. The running back position should be gone at by committee these days in the NFL. But it happens to be that Zeke Elliott is one of the few people on planet Earth who's actually telling the truth when he believes he's worth that much. And that is the problem. But they were kind of in a. You know, in a tough spot and Jerry kind of had to blink first unfortunately despite the fact he had two years left on his deal despite all of that because I agree with you Joe I don't think the Cowboys are championship contenders I actually think another team in that division is a championship contender but Mm -hmm. Jerry had to believe that they are he had to sell that they are they have to look like they're still going for it on some level so listen Zeke got what he wants and I think Lev Bell is uh, a little bit upset right now because of look at what he got after that big old year-long holding out. And you tell me Zeke Elliott got to skip all of training camp, can ride on in on his white horse, and now be the most highly paid person at the position? Looks good to Zeke. Yeah,
3: and uh, unfortunately, great for the market for running backs. But again, I think... Saquon
4: Barkley is licking his chops at this.
3: The reality is though there is only a handful of guys that are even worth having the discussion about paying that kind of money and and most of the you mentioned one of them is not due up for a couple of years. Right. The his you know is 50 million guaranteed a uh, girly lev bell. You know the, this isn't for We're not talking about every running back that comes in a league is going to be worth this. That's not what this is. The market that was set yesterday by Zeke Elliott is for the elite of the elite. And there's only a few guys you would ever even consider paying this kind of money to. Zeke Elliott happens to be one of them. But I don't think it's the it's the piece that's going to go ahead and uh, that's going to go ahead and, and put them over the top. I still think. I don't know that they can win a Super Bowl with, uh, right. you know, with Dak Prescott. I, I'm not convinced of it. So while you can make the playoffs, I'm not convinced that that's the piece that's going to put them over the edge there, Dane at all.
4: I agree with you, and the reason Zeke is such a perfect storm is because he is one of those, let's call it three humans on planet Earth, Joe, that can you know, squeeze mm-hmm. this from the running back position, right? The other part that helps Zeke is that it happens to be that the team he is on is also driven by the run game. You know what Mm -hmm. I mean? Like even like, say, Todd Gurley, he's on the Rams and they're throwing to three wide receivers. And McVay is a passing team, right? Lev Bell with the Steelers, who I believe is, you know, the other human kind of that can do this. He, you know, has a huge passing game in Pittsburgh. So it wasn't as huge of a chunk of their offense. It's the perfect storm. What I do think is for any of the people who are at that level, the name Saquon comes to mind. There's now a new blueprint for them. Joe, you know what I mean? Saquon, he's in year two right now okay after next year after year three when he has two years left on his deal now he's going to do the same damn thing with the Giants okay and they're going to have to do it the same way but you just said this is not for everyone guess what look this is not even for Melvin Gordon as we are finding out we're talking about Saquon Barkley I don't think you know another top five running back that was drafted who's coming up pretty soon I don't think this will work out for is Leonard Fournette I don't think Leonard Fournette either Even though the Jaguars are a running team, I don't think he could pull this because what the Jaguars would turn around and do and say, okay, don't worry, we'll find somebody else. It has to be the truly elite, and you can count them on one hand, and it's above guys like Gordon and Fournette. For example, Joe, Derrick Henry of the Tennessee Titans, he's in his fifth-year option. You don't hear jack about him trying to push for an extension because he knows he has no leverage.
3: Yeah. Don't don't confuse the kind of money and what we're talking about with markets with with guys in that middle tier because it's right. uh if you wouldn't draft them first in your fantasy draft, they're not worth the money guys. So that's not who we're talking about. But it's interesting, Melvin Gordon did in fact uh when they opened up the trade window there, mm-hmm. the Chargers said, "Go ahead, find a trade partner." Uh turns out we're hearing they did. In fact, uh the one team that came And offered right away was the Philadelphia Eagles, which I think says a lot about the Eagles organization, willing to do what they need to do in order to be able to be the best, especially in that division. Uh, They were willing to give up Jordan Howard, who is in a contract year. He's in the same spot Melvin Gordon is, but is not going to command nearly as much money. And a couple of mid-round picks. They are also hoping that the Chargers would pay some of the $6 million salary he's got coming to him this year. But ultimately, the Chargers are like, yeah, no, no, we're good. So there was an offer right off the bat. The Philadelphia Eagles said, we'll take him and we'll swap. We'll give you Jordan Howard, another running back that, you know, will give you some depth there. And, oh, yeah, a couple of middle-round picks and, and some cash. And it just wasn't enough, the Chargers asking Price. First round draft pick, fifth at at least another fifth pick, plus maybe a player or two. Um, It's looking more and more like Melvin Gordon. He won't be suiting up anytime soon for either of those teams. But, you know, Philadelphia wouldn't have made that offer because Melvin Gordon's not stepping on the field. I don't care who you trade him to unless you're willing to extend him. So Philadelphia, they were willing to do it. The Chargers weren't willing to bite.
4: Yeah, and that's really interesting. And I see the Philly as a team that's like a contender that could see Gordon at the mm-hmm. cherry on top. I think there's a couple of other teams that fit that description. Oh, and don't forget, Joe, football's a island game. The landscape will change
3: a week from today. Exactly. Yep. Not good for Melvin. Good for Zeke. Not good for Melvin. Good for everybody else, though, as we come back, looking to make it rain tonight's game. What's Green Bay, good, though, Chicago that's... next.
5: Indeed
0: That's Madesailors.com. Com. Wager Talk with Teddy Covers at Ralph Michaels.
3: Did Green Bay lose a notch or was it the bye-bye Mike McCarthy season? I
0: tend to lean with the latter. Rodgers and Green Bay have dominated the Bears when healthy and Aaron Rodgers getting a field goal is a situation that I am not going to play against very often. Watch live weekdays, 3 to 4 p.m. Eastern, on Sports Grid and Zumo TV, channel 719. Special technique of shadow boxing.
3: Oh, box. box. All right, so who would like uh, a couple of risk-free wagers of up to a $1,000? Would you like that tonight? It would actually work pretty good, wouldn't it? Just head over to pointsbet.com forward slash grid. Open yourself up a Points Bet sports wagering account. Enter the promo code GRID and get yourself two risk-free bets of up to $1,000. And really cool, guys. In addition to traditional betting, Points Bet, they offer their own betting concept where you are rewarded by how much you win your bet by. So, for example, if you take the Bears tonight, Lane 3, and they beat the Packers by 7, well, guess what? You'll receive seven times your stake. That's PointsBet.com forward slash GRID. The promo code is GRID. Get your two risk-free bets of up to $1,000 today. And if you have a gambling problem, call 1-800-GAMBLER. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions apply. Make sure you check out the website for details. And welcome in here. I'm Joe Ranieri. He's Dane Martinez. Make it rains, the name of the show as we get ready, of course, kick off the 2019 NFL season. Green Bay taking on. Them damn Chicago Bears. And uh, I wanted to ask you, Dane, before we uh, dive into this game here tonight, I wanted to, uh, because I'm sure, like many people, took a flyer on either Zeke Elliott, not knowing whether or not he'd be available this week, as well as Melvin Gordon. Obviously, Gordon, uh, it doesn't look like it's going anywhere soon. So, you know, listen, I don't care. You can do all the training and practicing in the gym you want. We know, ask any... Professional football player, there's a difference between being in shape and being in football shape. All right. And that's really more than anything else. That's what the preseason is all about getting guys in football shape. So, as much as Zeke is in Cabo and he looks great and all of that's all wonderful, we're not going to get the Zeke I think a lot of people expect him to be. And then you go into the question like, all right, I drafted Gordon. What do I do? Do I just drop him? Do I give up hope? Do I go. So, from a fantasy perspective, is Zeke Elliott in your mind a must-start regardless of what you're going to get from him? And do you keep Melvin Gordon on your roster, or are you booting him, making room for somebody else that can actually help?
4: Yeah. So, as it relates to Zeke, first of all, right? I think Zeke's going to play. I think Zeke's going to be fine uh, because Zeke, you know, knows the offense, has been there before. This is not like he's in a new team or a new quarterback or anything like that. I think Zeke will be fine. He just won't get the full complement of snaps that he normally gets, to your point, Joe, as he works himself into game shape, and Pollard is going to get some burn more than he usually will get moving into the season. However, in my opinion, even, you know two-thirds or three-quarters of his usual snaps keeps Zeke Elliott as an RB1 or a back-end RB2, you're still starting Zeke. If you have Zeke in your season-long roster, you are starting him. I wouldn't start Zeke in DFS, however, in a one-week play, because I do think he'll get less than his normal volume. Okay? But you gotta start Zeke. You can't have Zeke on your roster and then not start him in season-long fantasy. As it comes to Melvin Gordon and Nojo, I wouldn't wouldn't drop him. I would hold on to him. It's the same theory for me joe as you know in a league that we're in together you drafted kareem hunt we won't tell everybody where you drafted him but you drafted mm-hmm. kareem hunt right and that was because you knew he was missing the first eight games of the season but you knew he could be an asset for you when you needed it in a fantasy team down the stretch and in the fantasy playoffs and as we know joe melvin gordon has to play six games this NFL season to get credit for the service time so he can continue towards free agency. Everyone knows this. He has to play six games. Now, whether that will be with the Chargers Or somewhere else, I don't think you drop Melvin Gordon because he will be playing come mid-November somewhere, and you'll need him for the fantasy playoffs. So, no, absolutely, I do not trade him. I may look to trade him potentially to another team, but don't drop the asset that is Melvin Gordon. Can I ask you another question about Melvin Gordon, Joe? Sure, go. go, So, remember, we talked about, like, the kind of team that would want Melvin Gordon because they mm-hmm. know they would have to pay him and all that. You mentioned Philly, who offered Howard and the pick swap. And I said it has to be kind of a contender that would see him as, yes. you know, a, a vital piece to kind of put like them on top, right? right? So there are two teams, Joe, that play tonight that— some people may think are in that category, so I ask you. Now I know Melvin Gordon as an NFL player, you know there's the fraternity of all the players and stuff like that. One of the things I say is that injury could change the landscape, not Melvin Gordon himself. But do you think that like Melvin Gordon's cousin, Melvin Gordon's agent, Melvin Gordon's kids are cheering for an injury tonight in mm. the running back position, like for Montgomery or Aaron Jones to go down? Because if there's an ACL or something like that, the Packers and the Bears could be two teams that would look towards los angeles you think melvin gordon's comp like entourage is cheering for injury in week one
3: uh well listen it's leverage is what this is all about in the nfl those that have it and those that don't and the only way melvin gordon gets it is supply and demand and right right. now the supply has never been greater for teams because here they are starting week one they've got their roster they've got their guys they're good to go but you're right. As the games start to go off the board tonight and then Sunday and then, you know, you have to start taking inventory of what you have left. And maybe some guys don't live up to the height that you thought they were going to mm-hmm. be. But I do think he's got a better shot if they're going to pull the trigger on him. And, and by the way, this includes San Diego. I mean, don't as much as we love Austin Eckler. yay. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, they could prove to be that oh this the is Chargers not what we thought it was going to be. the cherry yeah. on top of. Right, you know, sometimes you don't realize what you have until they're gone. So, you know, Jerry just dealt with that with Zeke and, you know, Melvin probably meant a lot more in that locker room than what they first realized. So, we'll right. see what goes on here, but I do think if anybody's going to trade for him, if the team will be in the NFC, I don't see the right. Chargers pulling the trigger and sending him to somebody and he might contender. have to face yeah this contender. year. So and I'm—I don't think Philadelphia is done yet either. By the right. way, of trying to work out a deal, if they were that quick off the off the bat, there's probably some negotiating uh, going yeah. on. But you know, wait till you see, after week one. How many of you like, are really happy with your RB ones right now on the team? Exactly. Because you've got one in Melvin Gordon that you know you could. Y- there. You're always going to overpay this time of year too, as well as opposed to in the off season. So need Joe, is an interesting thing. That. We
4: talked about that with the Yankees getting a starting pitcher right at the trade right. deadline. We knew they yep. would have to overpay. I'm just right. saying, Green Bay is interesting. Aaron Jones is injury prone. And oh, yeah, Green Bay's in the state of Wisconsin. I think Melvin Gordon was a Badger. Can you imagine if Aaron Rodgers was like, yo, uh, he's the cherry yep. on top? We need this guy. If yep. Aaron Jones, like, you know, sprains an MCL in the next couple of weeks, which is
3: That's very correct. possible. Yep. Yeah. Listen, and going up against that defense, anything, you know? is uh, anything is possible here tonight. But uh, yes, and I, and I think maybe that's the big question mark surrounding tonight with a lot of people is I don't know what to expect. We know Aaron Rodgers. We know he can be, you know, Herculean efforts uh, at times and do things we've seen other guys not being able to do. And, and the problem is he didn't play it all this preseason. And the problem is, I neither did Aaron Jones or anybody else, really, for that matter. So we don't know what we're going to expect from the offense, and I think that's going to play a part early on in this game here tonight. Because listen, we love Aaron. I don't know what to expect from Matt Lafleur and Aaron Jones. I don't know how. I don't think they'd try to run into you know that that defensive front of Chicago. But you know what? How confident are they in that offensive line? Who, by the way didn't play very much during the uh, during the preseason. The one thing we know beyond a shadow of a doubt is there is going to be this first weekend, guys, tonight included especially, rust on the offensive side of the ball for teams that didn't play. The Rams flying across the country to Carolina yes. come to mind this week, okay? They didn't play. So you can all say what you want, That's it's not worth the risk. That's fine. But I would be looking at a lot of first half unders all weekend long guys with some of these teams who had zero when it came to uh, a playing time during the preseason because again say what you want you can have as many job practices as you want you are not replicating having Khalil Mack up your ass all right coming at that kind of speed you can't replicate that I do think it's going to take Aaron and company tonight a little while to get back on track
4: Yeah, that's interesting and possible. You know, we talk so much about Cliff Kingsbury, right, and how they Mm -hmm. were vanilla in the preseason, and what will they show, and will it look rusty or will it look smooth? You can say a lot of the same things about this Green Bay Packers offense. Now, obviously, Aaron Rodgers at the helm of it is a, you know, MVP veteran. It's not a rookie kid like Kyla Murray, and LaFleur does have more experience as a coordinator and head coach, um, in the NFL more than Kingsbury, right? So we have a little bit more faith that it'll look, uh, you know, like it belongs, shall we say, in the NFL. But some of the questions are still there. How will it look? And honestly, Joe, from a fantasy perspective, I've been saying this all preseason, I am very interested to see out of Marquez Valdez-Scantling and Geronimo Mm -hmm. Allison, who is that number two target for Aaron Rodgers in this offense? Which one of those two guys is on the outside opposite Devontae Adams and which one of these guys plays in the slot and I'm going to tell you right now whichever one is in the slot I am very interested in especially in PPR fantasy leagues moving forward
3: yeah and also you know some of the other guys I'm going to be interested they have a uh they got a guy that was I don't know pretty he was a halfway decent tight end for a little while yeah uh, the Reverend, Eric, Jimmy Graham yeah you know he was, he, he was pretty decent which he kind of disappeared in that whole Mike McCarthy situation Straight there up. so um, I think that also is going to be interesting with Matt LaFleur and his style of offense there is what are they going to utilize? Uh, what are they going to utilize him? Because I, he wasn't utilized at all to what he should have been, I think, last year. And uh, you give you are not going to want to hold on to the ball long. Uh, I think we can agree with that, right? Interesting matchup in the secondary between. You mentioned guys like um, uh, Geronimo Allison. Yeah. Um you know, don't forget our ex, uh, our boy there, Buster Screen, is now on yeah. the Bears. Yes. And that's that's Barry going to be the Bears now. To that's to going to be the their man. matchup going and up against Geronimo Allison. Uh, so it's going to be interesting to see how they – what is the secondary, which was elite for Chicago last year. You mentioned that's, the guys on the yeah. offensive weapons he's looking at. What does that secondary do tonight against these guys?
4: Yeah, that is going to be interesting. But one other part of the secondary – Adrian Amos, an undervalued, mm. very strong safety who was on the Bears, signed in the offseason as a free agent with the Green Bay Packers, okay? And this is a guy who didn't allow any touchdowns over the top in the last mm-hmm. year
3: or two, okay? I think that's a big difference to watch for tonight. Yeah. Aha, uh-huh. Clinton Dix also swapping uniforms on the Bears tonight, going up against Jimmy Graham. We'll give you some of the trends that you need to know week one in the NFL. Looking to make it rain for you. We'll do that next
0: Call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com.
3: Something like a little prince to get uh, to get it ready to go here as we we are kicking off the 2019 NFL season tonight. Green Bay taking on Chicago. What better way to celebrate the uh, 100th anniversary of the NFL than to provide us with the well the oldest rivalry in the NFL: Chicago Bears, Green Bay Packers. 820 kickoff, you got the Peacock Network going on there. It is going to be rocking in Chicago, that's for sure. And it's interesting here tonight, uh, too, there are some trends, not only tonight, uh, but in week one in the NFL, Dane, and, and we talk about it a lot of time, trends are things that that have happened, that's allowed us over a certain period of time to collect data, and are some things that across an entire season we're able to deduct some things from that and go hey you know what this is it's been since 2005 since 2003 um it's not the end all be all when making a handicapping decision dane but it's certainly things that when you've when you've had enough time and enough data it's things that you definitely need to take into consideration so for instance since 2005 underdogs and favorites have been just about 50-50 when it comes to covering in week one, right? Dogs are a little bit better, all right, Uh, 112 and 106 against the number since 2005. But there is a big step up when you start doing uh, things like non-division dogs versus, you know, uh, when you go out of the division. Then there's an even bigger, there's an even bigger discrepancy when you talk about divisional dogs. They perform the best, and I think that should make sense to people because when you have teams like tonight, Green Bay and Chicago, they're not unfamiliar to each other, guys. These are are teams that know each other very, very well, and the numbers are pretty staggering uh, when it comes to it. When you look at divisional dogs in week one, Uh, It's been very, very probable since 2005. So when you look at the card here, Dane, tonight, Packers getting three at Bears. Redskins getting nine and a half at the Eagles. That's the one I'm looking at. Bills getting three at the Jets. The Giants getting seven for now against the Cowboys. So when you look at this, you got to go, all right, since 2005, it's been really, really profitable, guys, to the tune of around, uh, oh, I don't know, 60% where you look at divisional dogs covering in week one of the NFL. And I think that makes, it should make sense, Dane, because if anybody is going to cover, right, in week one as a dog, it's probably going to be a team that, no matter what, knows exactly who the team they're playing is. Forget about everything else. I know who you are.
4: I like that a lot, Joe. One of the things I, one of the trends I usually play is kind of the far end of the continuum on the other side of that, Joe, Mm -hmm. which is like the intra-conference matchups, you know, Um, AFC versus NFC. I I lean heavily towards the better team, towards the home team on those kind of ones. So when I see something like Cincinnati going to Seattle, for Mm -hmm. example, that becomes a survivor potential pick for me. But you talk about it, the ones in the NFC East, the both, the NFC East is playing each other in week one. And that's where I zone in on, Joe. So, for example, I'm shocked that this Giants-Cowboys line has not moved from the seven. With the news of yesterday and the Zeke Elliott, I really thought this would be seven and a half. I'm still waiting for it to get to be seven and a half. And then I will take the Giants plus seven and a half because they always play Dallas tough. And then when you talked about the other one for the NFC East, Joe, over on FanDuel, I see the Washington football team now getting 10, not 9 not Mm -hmm. nine and a half. Okay. This is the only double digit spread I see on the board for week one. And it is just what you described a divisional matchup familiarity, the Washington football team going to Philly. And also Joe, I believe, you know, that weather pattern that you were dealing with earlier in the week will Mm -hmm. be sort of up here, up North as well. So another reason for sloppy games, potentially defense ahead of offense. And we know Carson is out there, but remember, this will be his first regular season action in a long time since the injury. I think Philly wins the game. Remember, I think Philly's in the NFC Championship game. But I don't know if they just blow the doors off of Washington in week one because, like you said, the familiarity.
3: Yes. And you know, trends are trends, guys. They're exactly that. It's it's data and information you can pull over a long stretch of time. And so when it comes to week ones, we know that those divisional dogs. They got a pretty good shot of actually covering this week. Not winning outright. We're talking about spread-wise, giving them the points. Packers, Redskins, Bills, Giants fit that trend here in week one. When you look at the totals, Dane, it's very interesting as well. Week one provides a very distinct edge to the under uh, for, I think, for a couple of reasons. Number one, the books know the public. Uh, We're talking about folks that, Haven't bet since last football season. They start to come in. The public always favors the over. Always leans the over because, let's face it, who wants to watch what we watched in the Super Bowl, right? So we want points, 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 and more points. So the books already know this. So they've already baked that into it. So they're going to shade numbers to the over to begin with, which, of course, adds value. To guys that are that understand this and look at this and go, yeah, that's, um, yeah, the contrarian under better has made actually really good money since 2005 to the tune of around 54.5%. So when you look at the week here tonight, uh, when we've got teams that missed the postseason the previous year, right, yeah. both teams missing the postseason playing in week one, it's close to 60% to the under. Vikings, Falcons, 47 and a half is the number. Browns, Titans, under 45 and a half. Jets, Bills, under 41. Bucks, 49ers, under 50. Cardinals, Lions, under 47. And Raiders, Broncos, under 43. So guys, if we've got two teams meeting week one that missed the postseason the previous year, The under has been money close to 60% of the time since 2005. The under is hit. That's the kinds of trends we're talking about here, Dane.
4: Yeah, that's interesting. And by the way, you just mentioned the game that I want to give a little airtime to. And it's that Monday night football game, Joe, because Mm -hmm. there's been movement in this one. I believe, check me if I'm wrong here, but I believe this opened with Oakland as a favorite. And the line has now moved, and I see Denver minus one. Mm -hmm. Um, Because I was going to say. I actually love Denver in the previous kind of trend. You mentioned divisional dogs. You know what I mean? I thought Denver was the dog going into Oakland because they were earlier in the week. And you talk about the public money. One of the things I've done also early in the season is just fade. Whatever team was on hard knocks, Joe, because you talk about public money. (laughs) Okay. And the public is like, Oh, I know these guys, these guys look good. Cause they were hyped up on hard knocks. Right. Right. And uh, to me, that's a public team also. To me, Denver I thought was going to be one of those divisional dogs. But it looks to me like the line has moved. I thought Denver was getting a point and a half or something like that at the beginning. And now they're laying a point. So I guess they don't technically fit in that category. But if you can't tell, I like Denver on Monday night.
3: Yeah, it's uh it has switched in in fact. And uh the the differences between the Raiders were favored, I think, over the summer when these lines came out. The Raiders were yeah, they, they were looking at, yeah, this is going to be good. Don't forget, the Raiders showed us last year that they are a different offense, a different everything at home in Oakland, as opposed to the road. Their numbers were atrocious when they left Oakland there. And, of course, this being the final season, I do think throughout the season... Don't don't handicap the Raiders the same on the road as you do at home. They're a different team. But uh, the Broncos are getting some love, man. Uh, The Broncos probably have the better defense. So Antonio Brown, I think he's the big X factor. But I also think at the uh, with that trend there of these two, you know, these two non playoff making teams in week one. Uh, Joe Flacco, Derek, I I don't – with that defense, I don't see a lot of points in this game either, man. I think the under 43's got real value.
4: Yeah, I like that, Joe. Um, And I just went back and checked because, you know, I just told you I'm in seven fantasy leagues and all this. I'm in a pick 'em pool where we have to pick every Mm -hmm. game against the spread, and we use the Tuesday morning lines. And on Tuesday – the Raiders were a a point-and-a-half favorite, so it was more than just over the summer, Joe. You know, as early as two days ago, the Raiders were catching a point-and-a-half, and and now, you know, now they're getting a point, so that move... Of About two and a half points happened literally this week. In terms of unders, I've said it before, and there has been some line movement. I'm all over the under in Jacksonville. It was Mm -hmm. 52 and a half. I think it's moved now to 51 or 51 and a half. But people are just believing that these Kansas City Chiefs offense is going to be exactly the same uh, and, and that these Jacksonville Jaguars are not the defense. Of last year. I think Josh Allen is a big difference. It's home in Jacksonville. You know they're going to want to be conservative and choose some clock. That's the under I'm looking for. It doesn't fit your trend of two non playoff teams because obviously the Chiefs were there. Yeah. But to me, the number is just way too high for what I believe is one of the best defenses in the league at their home opener.
3: Yep. And I do. Th- and uh, listen, the Jets Bills game, I looked at this yesterday, it opened yeah. up at 38 and a half. And then it's, it's been bet up now. to 41. And there are an awful lot of folks that are just looking at this game and and trying to convince me that these defenses, these two defenses, are are going to be really, really, really good. In fact, the Bills returned 10 of 11 defensive starters plus the number nine pick, uh, Ed Oliver is, uh, is replacing Kyle Williams. So a lot of folks think that the two units here where Adam Gase's offenses have been always slow to get off the ground early on in the year. I don't I think I love the two defenses, but I think we're underestimating both offenses in this game from a total perspective. So, uh I like if, if you got 38 and a half, uh that's a great number, but I, even at 41, I still seem to th- I, I think this game's going to be in the 20s for both teams, Dane.
4: Yeah, I'm seeing 40 and a half at FanDuel right now, but I kind of agree with you. I mean, I, you know, this is going to sound like a homer, but as a Jets fan, I am very excited to see what this Jets offense looks like. I really what? am. Every report has been that Sam Darnold is, in fact, taking that step that he needs to in year two. And, you know, they got a lot of. We know about Lev Bell, but, you know, guys like Robbie Anderson, Jamison Crowder, those are, Inunua even, these are solid playmakers. They're not anyone sexy like Antonio Brown, who's going to be the name on the marquee, but don't forget about Le'Veon Bell. I think yeah. this is a very interesting offense and that Adam Gaze has a lot of interesting puzzle pieces to move around and get in good positions. I think the fact that they went out and spent money to get Ty Montgomery, mm-hmm. he's going to be a Swiss Army knife as well. I'm real excited to see this Jets offense. And we'll see on the Buffalo side, in year two, I mean they got him a lot of speed, right? Because yep. Josh Allen ain't going to overthrow Smoke Brown. And we'll see what they got at that running back position with the committee there which will be Gore, the- rookie Singletary, and TJ Yeldon. Some interesting things to see uh, how it looks in play uh, week one at MetLife.
3: Yeah, a lot of people, they they love the under. I'm not convinced that that's the way to go. I I mean, the defenses are solid, but at the same time, I wouldn't sleep on either of those offenses. It's the lowest point total on the board, and I think there is some value to the the over in this game, guys.
4: Ravens Dolphins is in the 30s still. What, how how low in the 30s? 38? I see Ravens Dolphin is at 38 right now on FanDuel. When Bill's Jets at 40 and a half. So about two points difference. But that one's still All in right, the 30s, So the 30s.
3: Uh, so and listen, I can, I can see that with the Miami uh, game. Yeah. But uh, the offenses with Buffalo and the Jets, I think, are capable of better things than people are giving them credit for. So we'll see how it plays out. Uh, but speaking of those Dolphins, big line movement in that game this week. Is there value? Did it open up a, an edge for us? We'll talk about that coming up here. If we make it rain, people, get on the grid, sportsgrid.com.
4: Message and data rates may apply.
3: Hi, I'm Frank
6: Thomas, the Big Hurt. After I left baseball, I just couldn't stay in shape like I used to. Turns out, once you hit 40, your body has less free testosterone, and that can make it harder to get into shape. So I got back into the game with Nugenics. I'm feeling stronger with a lot more energy and drive. You want to get back into shape? Get Nugenics. All you have to do is send one simple text. Frank's right.
5: Than 3 million companies worldwide use Indeed to hire. Post your job at Indeed.com slash hire. Indeed, the world's number one job site. Source.com score total visits.
4: Get in the game with DraftKings Sportsbook where listeners of this network can get a risk-free bet up to $500. Here's how it works. First, create a DraftKings Sportsbook account, then make a deposit and place your first bet and DraftKings will match it up to $500. Just go to SportsGrid.com slash DK to play. That's SportsGrid.com slash DK. Act quickly. This offer won't be around for Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. 21 and over, New Jersey only. Eligibility restrictions
1: apply. See website for details.
3: Uh, the 2019 NFL season begins tonight, hours away from kickoff. Aaron Rodgers for the Green Bay Packers. Mitchell Trubisky for the Chicago Bears. going we'll to battle in Chicago. 100-year anniversary NFL. Two of the, uh, the most storied franchises in the game will do battle tonight. I told your field, and I'm excited here, man, because... There's a lot of different angles here. It's only one game, and it's so interesting when you look at these two teams, a lot of familiarity here tonight in Green Bay and Chicago. Uh, a team last year, for the most part, that, I mean, let's face it, Chicago has been owned over the years by Aaron Rodgers, except for last year when the Chicago Bears, who went 12-4, and Aaron Rodgers only went 6-9-1 and last year. Uh, He was hurt a lot during that season. The defense wasn't the same. The thing that shocks me both about these teams is Green Bay went out with a with a intent on getting better defensively faster in order to be able to combat not against Detroit guys, not not against Minnesota. The Green Bay Packers had this team in mind to beat after they got swept last year. We're going to go ahead and get better in the secondary. We're going to have ball hawks in the secondary. They kept Mike Patton. So you've got your defensive coordinator. He knows his personnel. You went out and got real quick on the linebacker situation. You got some edge rushers. This is a totally different Packers defense this year. It was really built to be able to withstand what Trubisky and the Bears were able to do with them with Matt Nagy last year. So I do think... Maybe the thing that will come out and jump off the page tonight early on is just how good and improved this Packers defense uh, is. Forget about Rodgers. Look at the defense tonight. I think that's going to be the story of the game, how good they've become.
4: That's exactly the way I see it, Joe. And that's why the Green Bay Packers are actually my pick to win the NFC North. They finally invested on defense. I mentioned Adrian Amos. Remember, they signed Zadarius Smith away from the Baltimore Ravens. They made not one but two first-round draft picks on the defensive side, right? And here's the thing, Joe. You just got to believe that a healthy 16-game Aaron Rodgers raises all boats for the offense. And here's what I'll say about the Bears. Aaron Rodgers defeated the cart that he was lying on in week one last.
3: Yep. They know it's coming. It's coming, guys. It's almost here. More on that hour two. Making rain next.